Do you feel like you need a break from social media? Are you tired of Jessica and her new announcements and just feeling like you are not on that level or maybe you're sick of looking at these abs and you're just like, what the hell is wrong with me? Nothing, guys. I wanna talk about Instagram comparisons and talk about who to follow, what to follow, and what to get out of your life for good to make you feel like you're thriving on track and setting yourself up for mental success. Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHaze. I'm obsessed with all things fitness and business. I left my career as a TV reporter after 10 years to start my own fitness coaching company. I was so tired of seeing people struggle with disordered eating and misguided weight loss information. Think of this as your one-stop shop for training, nutrition, and success while navigating through life. Grab a cup of coffee, get cozy, and get ready to learn and laugh. Again, welcome to the Tailored Living Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. What's up, y'all? So I've got a really interesting episode this week on Tailored Living. Something that I have been really eager to talk about is this Instagram comparison Uh, issue, if you can even call it that. And, you know, it was something that started out as just an idea in the back of my head. And then I realized, wow, I'm definitely not alone. And I knew that, but um, I think it's just so important. I need to make it a podcast. So, you know, what I'm talking about is this social comparison where we are constantly inundated with feeds and highlight reels. And uh, I kept hearing my friends and family and just people telling me they were taking a break from social media, that it was too much to handle. And it wasn't because life was necessarily crazy, but it was because they were just tired of feeling like shit, to be quite frank, you know? And uh, we're constantly seeing everybody's perfect day in the life. Please insert lots of asterisks around perfect and day in the life and all of that. And, And I'll be the first to say, I mean, I am of course vulnerable. Um, on Instagram and I try to showcase the quote real me, you know, especially on my stories and things like that. But, you know, I want my feed to look aesthetic. I don't want it to be misleading in any way. But do I walk around with a photographer every day? Oh my goodness. No. Am I stage lean all the time? No. Do I post photos of, of that part of my life? Yes, I do. But just a reminder, if you are somebody that is struggling with social comparisons, this episode is going to hit home for you. We are going to talk about who to follow, who not to follow, how to clean up your feed, and just how to move on and use social media um, as a way to build connections, not comparisons. So you guys, I'm totally set up for this right now because I've got like a huge thing of water. I've got a huge thing of coffee and a little life update for me right now. Um, you know, you can just tap, tap, tap those 15 second buttons if you don't want to hear this. But you guys, I am currently in contest prep, okay? And I am, I am dieting and <laughs> I am telling you guys, life is getting harder. Like this is so silly to talk about because again, I know... I know that not everybody can relate to this, but you guys, I literally feel like I need to take multiple coffee breaks a day at this point. So I'm, I'm saying this to let you guys know that if I say something silly or if I have to repeat myself or correct myself, um, I am okay. I am just a little tired and fatigued. So I am currently eight weeks out from my 
first show of the season. Um, I have been eight weeks out three different times this year, thanks to COVID. So I think this time is actually for real. Um, but anyway, I digress and I hope you guys have something to drink or eat or you are, uh, if you're on your way to work, drive safe. Um, and let's go ahead and dive in, you guys. So I want to start with just, first of all, a little science background, but kind of why are we triggered to just compare ourselves, right? So I, I want to bring up what's literally called the social comparison theory. Um, which is, you know, I think is back from like the 1950s. Um, but essentially, we make comparisons as a way of evaluating ourselves. We don't mean to, but like you, the reason you compare and the reason you feel a certain way attached to a certain image, person, place, thing, um, is because you either, it makes you feel a certain way, right? So, you know, the root of it is the impulse is connected to the instant judgments that we make of other people. Um, and, and that's just how we're wired, right? Um, and, and the background of that from like an evolutionary standpoint is we have the need to protect ourselves and assess our threats, right? So I'm not saying you see some girl with an eight pack and you're like, wow, she's a threat to me. Um, but you know what I'm saying? You might, you might think, oh, I don't look like that. Should I look like that? And then you kind of just, you go into this defensive mechanism and then you feel like trash and then you um, start to get in this rabbit hole of, of abs on Instagram um, and swipe videos, right? Like we've been there. So, you know, if you're walking in the street and you see this super fit girl jogging in a sports bra and tiny shorts, you're like, what the hell? I, I'm out of shape. And then you're like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Uh, that person is, you know, uh, way younger than me. Like if you're a mom or something and you're in your mid thirties and you're comparing yourself to a 20 year old girl, like that's, that's a completely different thing. Or if you're a female and you're comparing yourself to a man with a low body fat percentage, uh, that's a completely different thing too. Um, and you know, a lot of my followers, you guys know, I'm very, I'm very open and honest. I am a competitor. That is not all I do, but right now I am currently a, you know, bikini competitor. So like, you know, if people ask me, oh my God, how did you get that lean for stage day? And it's like, well, this is a very extreme case, right? Like I don't, I do not encourage you to do a, a diet or a contest prep for, for no contest, right? So, you know, again, just apples, apples to oranges cannot be necessarily compared, right? Um, you know, and we typically, uh, the comparisons we feel most acutely relate to things that we value, right? Such as appearance, relationships, wealth, I don't know, career choices or, or goals, right? We, we don't typically compare ourselves to things that we don't relate to. And, and for a lot of you listening, that is your fitness level. That is your aesthetics, right? Um, for me as a business owner, um, and I still am, it's so weird saying that you guys, like I still forget that I own my own company. It's, it's very surreal because again, you know, I spent so long in an industry, um, television news being my background that this still kind of, uh, comes to a surprise, but I am so hard on myself and oh my goodness, if any of you guys, you know, a lot of you know me personally, some of you might be listening to this, might be listening to this for the first time, but like my friends always call me mom. I am a referred to me as that. Like I'm the mom of the friend group. I'm the one that keeps everybody together. I'm the one that literally sends Google invites for when we hang out. Literally, I'm not even kidding you guys. Why am I like this? It's totally fine. Um, but you know, I, I'm very hard on myself and as a new business owner, I'm constantly thinking like, should I be further along? Well, what's this person doing that I should be doing? And then I look at other fitness coaches in the industry that have, you know, 
all of these followers and all of these clients and they're taking girls to stages and they're crushing it. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, why am I not there? And then I'm like, well, Taylor, you're, you know, you're like in your first year in business and these girls have been doing it for a decade. So, you know, just keep in mind, right? Um, so that's kind of the background of just why we compare from an evolutionary standpoint, scientifically, things like that, because I do think it's important to just understand why we're like that. So I'm going to break this down into a few different um, segments, if you will. I want to talk about body image comparisons. I want to talk about dieting comparisons. And I want to talk about highlight reels and talk about, you know, life goal comparisons, careers, all of that, right? So for the sake of this podcast, you guys know, I do focus on primarily fitness, okay? So, you know, I'm going to just bring back... um, my first uh, powerlifting meet before I was, before I was bodybuilding, um, before I was dieting pretty heavily, you know, I was getting ready for a meet. And the first thing I wanted to do, and even if people right now compete um, under me, because I do train powerlifters, um, they always want to know what should I be lifting? How much weight, Taylor, should I be lifting at this weight class to be competitive? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, um, there's so many factors that go into that. Right. And then you, you start powerlifting. So you're like, okay, I got to follow all these big name powerlifters. And so your feed ends up being these elite lifters. And you're like, uh, this girl weighs the same as me and she's legit deadlifting 500 pounds. What the hell? Or, or, um, this girl is in the same weight class as me and she is jacked and looks kind of like a dude. Okay. (laughs) I mean, you guys, we'll get to this a little bit later, but like people are not always natural. Okay. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to that later. But I just want to say, you know, the comparison can easily, can easily take away from any joy that you had from being a lifter and doing really well. Your first meet or competition should be about what you and your coach think is best. I think it's good to follow some of those girls that you look up to. Um, But I think it's important to find other girls that are on your level and connect with people locally, online, however you want to make those connections, right? But again, connections over comparisons, okay? So... Then my, so it wasn't too bad, right? Because I had a really good coach and I trusted him. And, um, but once I started bringing in bodybuilding, it it was so out of my element, you guys. I am a power lifter. I did it for, you know, five years competitively. I went to nationals, I wrote it out. And then I was like, I want something different. I'm going to try bodybuilding. So, you know, those, those explore feeds on Instagram, I mean, it's whatever you're searching, right? So, my first prep was so hard for so many reasons, okay? Um, and I'm not talking about the dieting aspect, although that was hard. But I was living in the Dallas area. I was getting ready for a show in the Dallas area. That's not a small city. And I had no idea what I would look like on stage. I had never seen my body stage lean. I didn't know the process. I was just so new to the whole, the whole atmosphere, right? So what did I do? Oh, I started following, you know, all these hashtags, like hashtags eight weeks out, hashtag six weeks out. I was like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not even that lean. Like what the hell, right? And so my feed 
was nothing but literally shredded girls and like cookie porn okay so also please don't do that if you are dieting guys do not look at food porn i'm telling you it is not a good idea i made the mistake um but you start comparing yourself and your one thing that i want to point out is that like steroid use is very very common and um it's not banned right like it's it's not not all federations are tested same with powerlifting so you don't know what that person's dieting background is. Are you comparing yourself to a professional athlete? Like, do they have a full-time job or is their job being a fitness model, right? Like, you don't know. So what I noticed, though, was in my real life, it was almost like normal people who you would normally think were, like, pretty fit all of a sudden didn't even look fit because I was so used to seeing these, like, shredded girls. And I'm like what the hell so so that becomes your new norm right and and you can see how that is going to be awful and it can end up being very self-sabotaging or it can lead to self-sabotaging i should say because if you are working hard you're busting your ass and you're like well i'm doing everything right why is this girl looking so much better than me at the same stage as me well again you can't compare. You just can't compare. It will it will take it away from you, all the joy you have, and it will be detracting. And then you might say, screw it. And then you start eating. Maybe that leads to you saying, fuck it. You go to a binge. Maybe that leads to you saying, fuck it. You don't even do the show anyways. I know a lot, a lot, a lot of girls who get to that point where they have prepped and they are like eight to six weeks out and they don't feel ready and they just quit. And, um, the, the body is crazy, guys, and if you have a good coach, you should trust your coach. Um, I would never encourage my client to just quit based on comparisons, ever, ever, ever. I think that's something personal to work on, um, but I just want to say that, you know, I've been there, right? So if you are somebody right now where when you get on social media, you just always feel bad, you always feel fat or big or, you know, less lesser than... I encourage you to take a step back and figure out what's going on because it is not you, it is who you are following, right? Because social media is a highlight reel. Social media now, I mean, 10 years ago, there wasn't this whole like influencer trend, right? Like it's such a thing now. And I think so many people use their platform in ways that do not serve their audience. Um, You see parts of who they might actually be but you know I I don't find it beneficial to constantly post um stage shots of myself because that is not that's me one day that's not me any longer than that um and it's not realistic it's not a physique that I can maintain it is not a physique that feels good I am hungry I you know in in clothes I look emaciated your family's asking you like what's wrong you know what I'm saying like like contest prep is a completely different animal But with the right lighting and makeup and hair, it looks very glamorous. And if you are somebody that is on a weight loss journey and you think that is what you're trying to go for, I'm going to tell you right now it is not attainable. It should not be attainable. It should not be your goal. And if your statement right now to yourself is, I will be happy when, fill in the blank with weight loss, um, I want you to reevaluate your goals as well. And I want you to reevaluate kind of your, where you are, just mentally with yourself, you know, you versus you um, and where you can find that that sweet spot of happiness. But I think that a lot of the image of us, like what we think we can be, 
is because of who we follow on social media. And I don't think it's intentional sometimes. Sometimes I think it just, we get swept up in, uh, you know, the influencers and our explore feeds and all of that. I also want to talk about the diet, right? Because if you are somebody who is on your first weight loss journey, and we could spend an entire podcast on weight loss, guys, we really could. But if I have a client who is overweight and they have a a lofty goal of losing, you know, I don't know, 50 pounds or so, that is not something that we are going to take off in one foul swoop, okay? That is something that's going to take several dieting phases and several phases of reverse dieting. Because my goal for all of my clients is that whatever weight we lose, we keep it off. Fat loss forever is my goal, okay? So what really irks me is when coaches will post photos of their anomaly clients, right? Like the girl who's eating 300 carbs and absolutely shredded. Guys, I'm gonna be so honest with you, okay? I'm gonna be so honest with you. Dieting is not easy, right? Even for lifestyle clients. I have to get my clients down to, you know, 1,500 calories, 1,400 calories, sometimes for a dieting phase, okay? Um, Now, these these girls that are eating 300 carbs a day, eating 2,200 calories, 2,300 calories, 2,400 calories, and are shredded, that is an anomaly, okay? That is what I would call a genetic freak, and you know, I wish I, I could do that, but, but that's not the reality, especially for women. And I don't want to use carbs as an example to say that carbs are bad. That is not the point. I'm just saying, if you see these girls that are posting their full day of eating, and you have in the back of your head like, are you actually eating that full donut, or did you take a bite, or was that your boyfriend's? Like, so many questions, but I'm just saying, not everything is always what it appears to be. Um, again, people are different. There are a very, very small portion of humans that can get really lean on high, high calories, but the majority of us are going to get uncomfortable, and that is why dieting starts to get challenging, because it is challenging to continue to eat less right because we are hungry the the joy from food is taken away um you know revert back to my dieting mindset podcast but i just want you to know that if you're comparing yourself that can be really challenging now competitors this can also be hard too because you know i am somebody who follows a flexible dieting approach i track my macros and when i start dieting it is not about like what I can fit into my diet, but what's going to make me feel the best. When my calories get low, I tend to eat more vegetables, more volume, bigger salads, things like that, because I like to be full. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I can fit a cookie, so let me do that, and then my carbs are like done for the day, right? That's not worth it to me. That's not what my body needs anyway um, when it's operating on a low um, calorie state and I'm on a calorie deficit. So, you know, for me, I will sometimes, and I haven't done this this prep, but my first prep, going back to it again, I was comparing myself saying like, why am I eating so low? And this girl is a bikini competitor and she's like eating twice as much as me. What the hell, right? So, you know, again, everybody is so different. You do not know that person's dieting history. Are you somebody that has struggled with a binge eating disorder or anorexia or bulimia, right? Like, have you struggled with an eating disorder for a long time? If you say, yes, Taylor, I have, your metabolism is likely not the same 
um, your, your metabolic set point is likely lower than a lot of people who have never done that, right? If, and then if you maybe have not had an eating disorder per se, but you're somebody who's always dieting, are you somebody that's constantly ebbing and flowing five pounds? My favorite is the, the girl who, you know, comes to me and they're like, hey, I'm doing this cleanse again. It works for me every January. I love it. I'm down six pounds, feeling great. And then a month later, they're like, I'm thinking about doing that cleanse again. It works so well for me. I'm like, does it work well for you? Or like, I, and it's like, you're constantly dieting and suppressing and dieting and suppressing. And then you can't maintain it because it's really annoying and frustrating. And so you eat all the things and then you gain that water weight back. And let's be honest, guys, if you're constantly ebbing and flowing five pounds, like that is pretty much water weight. So, you know, again, comparing is going to just kick your ass in the end and it's not a good idea. So the last part I want to talk about is the highlight reel, the just the sheer fact of it. The other the other sense of like I want to call it the thief of joy, right? You know, um because Instagram can certainly do that to all of us. So if you're looking um through your feed, you know, we obviously want our feed to be to be our our best work, right? Our our happiest moments are, you know, we're not posting the photos of us like having mental breakdowns in the middle of the day. We're not posting like the shitty squats that we did. We're not posting um our unflexed stomachs, right? Like I mean, come on, you guys know that, right? But nobody's going nobody's going to post those photos or show those videos. So just remember, like, if you are scrolling through and you see, like, that, quote, perfect couple that's always posting, like, the new house, the new ring, the new announcement, just everything's always so perfect, keep in mind, or, you know, same thing, like, you, the hashtag girl boss, right? The girl who's, like, constantly crushing it, who's always telling you about, like, how much money she's making, how she can help you make more money. I'm not talking about business coaches, guys. They have... That is their job for a reason. I'm just talking about the people that are always like, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. That is a reflection of them. Social media is a form of validation. There is a reason that children in middle school are obsessed with how many likes and followers they have, okay? And if if you are somebody that feels validated based on likes, know that you're not alone, okay? I'm not gonna say like that's crazy because it's not. We all want to be accepted. We all want our content to be absorbed. We put it out for the world to to absorb and we want people to love it and to reciprocate it and to you know resonate with us right i know that that's i sure do i don't put things out for me i put things out for you for knowledge for you to resonate and vibe with me um but people that are constantly posting things that maybe don't serve value but are very like you know reflective of their life and again i mean yeah, post your engagement photo, post the ring, post that, right? But if it's constantly, you know, somebody you follow where it's always about them, everything relates back to them, not the bigger picture, and maybe it just kind of makes you feel bad, um, you know, take a step back and realize that maybe that person is going through something themselves and maybe they have insecurity issues and possibly, um, you know, that's something that they could work on. So I know we all have somebody from high school that, that we can relate to in that sense, right? Or from college or whatever it is. So just keep that in mind. Um, so now I want to talk about just like who to follow, okay? And, and this is something that I have found so beneficial and who not to follow. So 
first of all, the stop following list is very short. Number one, anyone who makes you feel like shit. And number two, accounts with no value, okay? If you are scrolling through your feed and you're like, ugh, this girl again, or ugh, that guy again, right? Like, just remove them, okay? No one's gonna know. They're not gonna know. Just remove them. And then two, if there is accounts, if there are accounts, rather, that you follow that have absolutely no value, you're not learning, you're not resonating, you're not connecting, um, un- unfollow them, right? Just like a one-sided friendship, you don't need it. We are we are in that part in our life, especially me, I can speak for myself at least, where I am all about growth. And if an account is not helping me grow or thrive, um, I, I don't I don't want to follow it. And it's not to be mean, it's just if it doesn't add value to my life, then I don't want it in my life. So let's talk about who to follow. And I think that this is a really good way to look at things. So if I want you to think about your goals right now, whatever they be, okay? Uh, I'm going to use fitness as an example. I'm going to use myself as a competitor as an example. You can also use this and translate it to business, career, whatever you want. I think it's always important to, number one, follow somebody that is better than you, okay? And I don't mean that in a like narcissistic way. I just mean like, as a competitor, I want to follow people that are on the Olympia stage. I want to see what they're doing. I also want to follow people that are, you know, maybe they're not elite competitors, but they've been doing it for a few years. Maybe they've won a national show or whatever, right? People that are better than me so I can aspire to be like them. Then I want you to follow people that are equal to you. Somebody that is in the same level as you, that could be your friend, an ally, somebody that you're like, okay, cool, I'm vibing, this is good, we're on the same page. So you're not constantly thinking like, wow, I'm not nearly where I should be, or uh, I, you know what I mean? Somebody that's just on the same level as you. And then, this is also important too, someone that you can teach, okay? So, somebody that maybe, for me, is getting ready to do their first show, that's never stepped on stage in their life, that's struggling with posing, that doesn't know how to like, you know, balance their diet and social life yet, okay? And that's not for you to just like look at and pass on. It's one, for you to feel better about yourself, okay? Two, so you can teach that person how to be better if you feel the need to reach out. And three, to balance your feed, okay? So again, someone better than you, someone equal than you, and then somebody that you can teach and you are essentially a little more um, of an expert than them. So you guys, I hope this helped you just feel a little bit better and know that you're not alone. But if you are feeling the need to take a break from social media, I want to remind yourself, take a step back and figure out what the reasons are. Do you need a break from social media or do you need to cleanse your feed? Thanks so much for listening to the Tailored Living Podcast. If you're looking for any nutrition, coaching, programming, or a combination, head over to tailoredtraining.com. You can always send me an email at trainwithtaylor at gmail.com. And of course, follow me on Instagram at taylorfit.com.